That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Let's start with the good news today. After a number of failures, the Pentagon has confirmed it successfully test-fired two hypersonic missiles. The United States still lags Russia and China in the hypersonic missile race. Russia has fired two variants of its hypersonic missiles at targets in Ukraine. China is believed to still have a significant lead in the arms race, but the United States is now developing hypersonic missiles under top-secret wraps for all branches of our military, including the Space Force. America's military may not always be in the lead, but it always does more than just catch up. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sent out a tweet alerting us to President Biden's attempt to defy the Supreme Court decision that nullified Roe v. Wade. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Bracera ordered hospitals and medical emergencies to offer abortions irrespective of state abortion laws. A.G. Paxton has already sued the Biden administration. And Gateway Pundit reports some illegal immigrants are being trafficked through major airports on commercial flights as well as private charter, given tickets cleared through premium lanes without identification. And the massive distribution of illegal immigrants across America will go on for some time. Millions more illegals are expected to cross into the United States over just the next year. It's all in our face. The Marxist left means to fundamentally change America, and they aren't trying to disguise or hide any of their efforts. Our guest today is Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman Jordan is a great American, one of the Republican Party's most respected leaders in the House of Representatives. Congressman Jordan, welcome, and great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. The Marxist Dems aren't making a secret of their designs to just tear this country up. What will the Republicans do? Well, a, a couple of things, I, I guess, you know, first of all, we're still the greatest country ever in spite of Joe Biden, in spite of the Democrats, in spite of the left. And, you know, we just celebrated 246 years of since since that, that, that Independence Day back on July 4, 1776. And it's still just an amazing country, greatest nation ever. But you're right. Everything this administration has done is terrible. If, in fact, the American people put us back in power, we got to try to do everything we can to hold the Biden administration in check. Uh, pass the legislation that needs passing. He won't sign it, but at least we frame it up and we show the country the difference between where Republicans would would take the country and and where Joe Biden and the Democrats want to go. And then we we help frame up the 2024 presidential race, where whereas we've talked uh, before, Lou, I, I think President Trump's going to run. I hope he does. I want him to win uh, because he's a guy who has proven he will do what he said, and he's truly made America great again when he was president. But and, and then in addition to all that, if we win this fall and four months from now, we need to also do the investigations need to be done to uh, just highlight to the country the facts and the truth about all the ridiculous things that the Democrats have been up to. The ridiculous things. They've been up to it now for six years. We've entered actually the seventh of the, the Trump persecutions from the uh, 
yep. <laughs> from the Marxist left, uh, authored by none other than Hillary Clinton. All of these are known facts, and yet there is no accountability uh, for the Democratic National Committee, for the Hillary Clinton campaign, uh, for Hillary Clinton herself, uh, for the FBI, the Department of Justice, who were all all knowledgeable uh, of, about uh, the lies and the farce that was the Russia collusion. Yep. And yeah. we've got to do something about it because this can't just linger, lie there, fetid uh, in history. Yeah, it's it, it, the, the, the great irony uh, of the great injustice is, you, you know, no one seems to ever be held accountable from, from, from the left. Uh, like you just struck the page, McCabe, Comey, Clinton, uh, all these people, Zussman, all these people who were involved in going after President Trump. No one ever seems to be held to account uh, for all those actions. But meanwhile, the, the Garland uh, Justice Department is spying on moms and dads, using counterterrorism measures against parents. And that, that's it's that double standard that's so so bothers the American people, and well, it should, because in our great country, it's supposed to be equal treatment under the law. It's supposed to be the same rules for everyone. But instead, we have one set of rules for the, you know, the, quote, elite, the, the, the Clintons and the Comeys and the McCabe's, and a different set of rules for us, for us regular folks. And it, and it, drives, the, it drives the country crazy, as, 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 as you would expect. So uh, this is why I'm committed, if, in fact, we win to do the investigation on the border situation, which has to be investigated. This is intentional, what my Orcas and Biden are doing to our southern border. We no longer have a border. Do the investigation needs to be done on the Justice Department's uh, treatment of moms and dads and the, the political nature of the Garland-Biden administration Justice Department. Uh, do the investigation, Lou, on the, the Ways and Means Committee needs to figure out exactly how did thousands of Americans' tax returns get public? We need to know that so that it doesn't happen again. So all those invest the, the Hunter Biden situation, all these things that the country deserves, the truth and the facts. And if we don't have a Justice Department that's going to hold people to account, at least we, we owe it to the country to give them every single fact, every single piece of evidence to show what exactly took place with these guys. And and if I may, Congressman, it's also clear that the, Demo- the Marxist Democrats the, are leading the Democratic Party, that the Democratic Party is in, is in control of our federal government. There is no doubt. Yeah. It, you, you talked about a two-tiered uh, system of justice. There's really only one, and that is the government is now the enemy of Republicans, conservatives, and independents, and they are and complicit with the Democrats. Uh, that's the two tiers, uh, in my yeah, opinion. The, 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 I think you're, the, you're, you're accurate here. The scary thing is that we now have um, the left, which controls the Democrat Party, the left doesn't like the country, and the left doesn't like those of us who do love the country. And because of those two facts, they are willing to weaponize the government against us. And we saw it with the IRS 10, 12 years ago when they targeted conservatives and folks who listen to this great podcast. We, we, we saw it with, excuse me, with what the FBI did to President Trump five, six years ago when they targeted his campaign. We, we, we've seen it now with the, with the Biden Justice Department going after moms and dads who show up at school board meetings to speak up for their kids. So the weaponization of government against against um, the people who love the country and love what this what, what made this 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 nation the greatest nation ever. That's what the left is out to get. And the other thing the left the, the left uh, doesn't like is they don't they not only don't like the country they don't like us they don't like elected officials making the decision. They want the bureaucrats. They want the, quote, experts. They want the Fauci's of the world making the decisions, not the people who put their name on the ballot and actually get elected to the United States Congress. I love the idea of the investigations until I stop and I think, 
okay, the Republicans are going to investigate the corruption, the rant, the rampant corruption in our federal government. Who will be doing the investigating? That'll be the Department of Justice and FBI. How in the yeah. world can you find facts or justice when those two corrupt entities are the only ones available to the good guys even? Well, that, that that's again, if we win, we will do the congressional investigations. We will bring out the truth and the facts. What the Garland Justice Department does is up to them. I don't know that they'll press and, and, and do the things that you and I would, would, would want them uh, to do, or frankly, the things that, that weren't being done. But what I do know is if we do the, 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 if we point out the facts and the truth to the American people, that just adds more weight to the decision in 2024 about who's going to be our next president. And I think that will just reinforce the focus and the push to make sure President Trump is back in the Oval Office leading this great nation. And then when he, he can then put in place the right attorney general at the Justice Department who's going to do what needs to be done. That's, that's the way the American political system works. And frankly, if you want to make real change, particularly in the modern, uh, modern American politics, you want to exact real change in the country, you have to have the White House. You have to have the executive branch. And so I think a lot of what we're going to have to do is frame up that 2024 race when, when President Trump, I think he's going to run, uh, so that we, we frame it up so that he can uh, he, he has a better chance of winning. I think he's going to win, um, and then uh, we can we can do the things that need to be done. I, as you know, want Donald J. Trump back in the White House uh, as much as anyone in this country. My great, uh, deep, and rising concern is that we don't have until 2024. Look at the damage that Joe Biden has yep. done in 18 yep. months. We have... Yep. Uh, almost three years to go before 2024. I don't know if the country can survive these Marxist Dems, what they've done with the deep state, uh, working with the complicity of the corporate news media. Uh, We have no choice but to win 2022. We have just crossed a very difficult, difficult divide. Yeah. No, I think I may have shared this with you before, Lou. Um, this was several months ago. but So then it would only have been a few months of Biden in office, and I was doing a little kind of small little town hall type of event. And there was an uh, older lady in her 80s sitting on the front row, and she finally near the end of the event spoke up, and she, she actually had kind of her eyes were kind of, kind of glassy-eyed, kind of teary-eyed almost. And she looked at me and she said, I never thought it could get this bad this fast. And that yeah. is the sentiment of so many Americans. And it's, it's, it's scary uh, when you look at literally, and as you point out, Lou, in 18 months, we went from a secure border under President Trump to now complete chaos where we have no border at all. We went from stable pricing to the 41-year high inflation, uh, you know, highest inflation we've seen in four decades. We went from safe streets to crime up in every major urban area, and we went from energy independence to now $5 gas in most states, $6 gas in some places, and the President of the United States begging OPEC, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Venezuela to increase production, all while he tells Americans, suck it up, get used to it, this is someone else's fault. I mean, th- that is what has happened in 18 months. So you're right, this is serious, it is bad, but again, the answer is, you get the way it works in our great system is you put new people in office, if we, Republicans take back control of the Congress, we can put a check on Joe Biden as best we can, and then, we get through it, American. We, we, we get through it like Americans always do, and we get to the next uh, presidential election. I want to conclude with a question about Joe Biden. And 
and that is, are you shocked, surprised? What was your reaction when his director of the uh, Economic uh, uh, Council, the National Economic Council, declared outright that we're going to have to just suck it up, basically, uh, yeah. deal with these high gasoline prices, all in support of the liberal world order. These are one-worlders. One, I, I mean, this is an extraordinary statement by the Biden administration, not qualified, not in any way uh, withdrawn, that they are about one-world government. It's that simple. And what in the world are we to do? Yeah, it's it's just an attitude that that so frustrates. I think so many Americans, Lou. It's this this attitude that they're that you know the elites who are in power are so much smarter and better. Remember when uh, when Buttigieg said, "Oh, if gas goes to four dollars a gallon, just buy an electric vehicle," as if every American in the heartland who is you know, in farming and construction and trucking, or, as if they could all afford electric vehicle. Colbert said, I don't care if gas goes to $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. Well, not everyone can drive a Tesla. So, so this is, this, is this, this elitist, arrogant attitude that they have, that they're so much smarter and better than us, you know, than us country folk who live in the heartland um, who, where, where people actually do go to work every day. So th- that's what I think bugs, bugs Americans so much. And, it's, it's, and frankly, though, I think it's, it's the reason they're going to lose. This, this arrogance and this idea that we don't care what the facts are. We're going to just suck it up and, and pay five bucks for a gallon of gas and make it tough on your – th- that attitude is going to be the, what's going to cost them and why, why Republicans are going to win this midterm election. And with that uh, forecast, which we hope is, uh, is as accurate as it can possibly be, uh, Congressman, we appreciate your time. We always give you our bet. guests the, the last word. Uh, and if you will, your concluding thoughts on where we are today. It's a great country. We've had uh, we had a Supreme Court that you know God bless them. They they basically said over the last several weeks with their, these key decisions that came down that the Constitution means what it says. Uh, and I and I, I had a chance to call President Trump a, a week ago, and I and I thanked him. I said, Mr. President, uh, these great decisions from this court do not happen if you are not president. If you're not willing to put up the kind of people you said you were going to put up for the court, if you're not willing to stick with them when they lied about Justice Kavanaugh, so many other presidents would have backed away from Justice Kavanaugh after what the left tried to do to him. But President Trump hung tough. And I told President Trump, this is part of your legacy, this this decision on the life and the sanctity of human life. So it's a great country. Uh, in spite of the left, and uh, we need to keep that attitude as we as we move forward and and, and, and head into this uh, this midterm election. Congressman, thanks so much. We appreciate you being with us, and we appreciate those words. Thanks so much, and God bless you. Take care. You too. Congressman Jim Jordan, great Republican leader, great American. And now we welcome to the show Dr. Mehmet Oz, also a great American. And Dr. Oz is running for the Senate in the great state of Pennsylvania. He's in the battle for the Senate seat with one of the most left-wing radical politicians in the country. Democrat Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Dr. Oz, you won one of the toughest primary battles in the country. Now you're in a tough campaign with less than four months to go before the big election in November. You've succeeded throughout your life. So what's driving you now as you campaign across a very big, diverse, and great state of Pennsylvania? Thank you for the kind words. And I recognize that we spent a lot of time as Republicans picking the right candidate to represent us, and I'm honored 
uh, with that uh, opportunity. My opponent in this race did not have to have a difficult primary, so he's been sitting on his heels, collecting money, getting ready to come against me. So uh, we have some strategic needs. The most important uh, goal in any campaign is to get the word out. So uh, that's where a lot of our effort will be spent. But let me let me talk about the strategy high level, and then for folks uh, who are curious, there's all kinds of different ways you win these races. And uh, I'll say right. up front that uh, I, I think I'm a better candidate. So uh, the, the issues that that he's going to run on. Uh, I don't think will help as much this cycle because so much of what dominates the attention of Pennsylvanians um, is inflation because they're robbing our savings, especially seniors. Uh, energy prices, which is you know we're energy state, we have more natural gas under this you know my feet here than we'd ever you could use in 200 years in America, and yet we're paying over five dollars a gallon like everyone is on average in America. And, uh, that's become a catastrophe because it also hurts our communities. So we're hurting our people, paying more for the right to, to, to not have employment in our communities, and then compromising our national security. None of this makes sense to Pennsylvanians. Crime is a massive problem in uh, Philadelphia. We broke the record for all-time murders last year. We we'll, might exceed it this year. There's a recall taking place for the district attorney who, his name is Krasner. He was uh, elected based on George Soros funding, and he has been uh, against the cops being able to do their jobs, which of course destroys their morale. Not a new story. Uh, for the country, it's happened in San Francisco where they recalled the DA in LA and New York, but in fact, it's happening to this degree in Philadelphia, which is a uh, the largest poor city in America, right? It's uh, uh, right. you know it's fourth number number four city, but um, you know has had fiscal challenges, which makes crime even that more likely. And finally, you know, people are furious about the border, which is porous, and uh, together with the human trafficking that's made a, a ton of money for the cartels, they're now bringing opiates across, which led to 100,000 deaths. And one of the drug capitals of the country is uh, in Philadelphia, a place called Kensington. And uh, people here all know about it. They're following it. They're wondering, why can't the liberals figure this out? And I, I tell them when I, I give my rallies, and I did this morning, they have no agenda for prosperity. They're not taking us to the promised land. There's, there, there's no shining city on the hill in their, uh, in their stories. And I think, although many argue that it's dimmed, when you look in the eyes of Pennsylvanians, you see just as much brightness as has ever been there. So I'm optimistic Pennsylvanians know that we have it in us. And then we can talk about why the liberals have lost confidence in us. The polls show most of the country's lost confidence in the Biden presidency. Almost eight in 10 now say the country's headed in the wrong direction. What you're describing in Pennsylvania is happening all across the country. Sky-high inflation, sky-high prices for gasoline, we know diesel prices are through the roof, but now we're hearing talk of shortages of diesel fuel in various places across the country. All these shortages, whether food, fuel, or baby formula, are tied to the Marxist-dim policies of this puppet president. Well, Lou, I, you're the first person who's brought up the shortages issue with me. Uh, I, I brought it up of late only because I began hearing about it over the last week. You know, companies mm -hmm. that make... Uh, big big stores for distribution centers, uh, trucking companies. They're telling me what you're saying now, which is their primary source of fuel doesn't have fuel anymore. So they're going to second or tertiary right. or quaternary sources of fuel. They move. They're, this is by the way, you have to drive a long way to get to those sources. And then uh, fuel oil, which they need obviously just to, for the engines, that's in short supply. And what I was shocked by is the narrative that this is all caused because greedy energy companies are raising prices. And 
this came up yesterday at an event that I was at, and, and that person you know, blamed the industry. I said, ma'am, you're right that energy companies are raising prices. They're doing it because they can't find enough energy. And so the, the realities of supply and demand are if you don't have the energy, you're going to charge more for it, so people have to pay extra. But if we had enough energy, which we control, Joe Biden specifically could allow us to drill on federal lands, which you and I and everyone listening controls and owns, uh, if we could access those federal lands, that's one-third of all energy in the country, it would actually help with these energy prices. It would immediately signal that there's a, that there's a desire by the U.S. government to procure more energy. But we're sending the opposite signs and signals out there. And I only bring this up because I, did, I, can, I can already tell my own campaign that's going to be the narrative. Because my opponent, John Fetterman, uh, who's never worked in a private sector job, doesn't understand the machinery of how, how company, countries run and how companies run. You'd have to be able to show up at work on time and make payroll and hire and fire people. And these are challenges. And uh, because they doesn't, he doesn't understand it, nor does Joe Biden, um, you end up with these big government solutions that do not fare well. But they're already throwing out this story that it's greedy companies once again taking uh, apart American savings. And it's, it's class warfare. It's not right. Class warfare, as you know, is a hallmark of the Marxist Dems. Biden obviously believes he can get away with destroying family budgets, effectively pricing our working men and women and their families right out of the American dream. Tens of millions of Americans are in deep financial pain right now because of the Marxist Dems who know nothing about economics or business. I think part of it, again, my job is uh, to give America a dose of reality just using my medical credentials. And I do that in part by just trying to figure out, you know, why would he do this? And I'm an outsider. You know, I, I bring my Pennsylvania values to these equations. I'm not, in, you know, I've never been in politics before, as you know. Um, so I'm just looking at it from my perspective. I think Joe Biden has lost confidence in the ingenuity of the American people. He's, he no longer trusts in our grit. And if you don't trust in the ingenuity and the innovativeness and the grit of Americans, then you don't trust in America. And that's why, and build back better. I mean, the only thing he's building back better is the Republican Party. And my opponent, John Fetterman, is, is further to the left of Joe Biden, pulling him to the left. He's, with, you know, he endorsed Bernie Sanders. Um, he actually said that he and Sanders are the two most progressive candidates in the country. Uh, they both believe in socialized medicine and, you know, uh, Medicare for all. Very risky propositions. And the government has not been impressive in how it's managed a lot of the challenges we face, from ranging from COVID to our energy industry, as you mentioned. Um, but this goes, it gets worse than that. I mean, he wants, he's soft on crime and that he wants to release one third of the prison population. And I'm thinking, I mean, how can you do that when we had 562 murders in Philadelphia last year and for safe streets? He wants to open the borders and have sanctuary cities. I want a secure border and I don't want cartels profiting off Americans and running drugs across. I, he wants a, governor, a government takeover of medicine. I say, no, no way. I want nothing between you and your doctor. And then the, the worst in some ways is education where they do not believe that parents should be driving choice of schools or they value is taught in those schools. And parents, in, I'm talking about parents from the inner city, you know, urban Philadelphia to the most rural parts of Pennsylvania. They do not like giving up the safety of their children ideologically to people who have not proven themselves to be trustworthy. Whether we're talking about teachers unions or the Marxist dim mayors of our largest cities, they're destroying public education. They've created our highest crime rates in decades. In my opinion, the Democrat Party has gone mad, whether local government or federal. Well, any government strong enough to give you everything is powerful enough to take it all away. And that's what I think more and more 
Pennsylvanians anyway are appreciative of, and we need change. And the question is, who are the experienced fighters against special interests? Uh, who can t accomplish this? I mean, as you know, I fought big pharma, big tech, big agrochemical companies, right. on the U.S. government. I have the scars to prove it, and I cannot be bought. There are others like me who are coming forward now, many out of the private sector like me, who never thought they'd be running for government, but we felt compelled because we sensed the national anxiety. But here's the good news. Well, I know that you know you tend to, to focus on the fixes, you're solution-oriented. Uh, I, I think what's holding us back is the belief that we can take it back. This is not what anyone ideologically thought was even possible 25 years ago. Certainly when I was in school, I didn't think I'd be having these conversations. And if I look back in history, it's happened before uh, during crises. What's surprising this time around is that we haven't given the Republicans confidence that they can say what they see. And what I tell audiences is, and I this is in my case, I played football in college, and there was just before we ran out in the field, they played the national anthem. So I always had focused on the last few words, and it was you know it's home of the brave, and bravery is actually the last word, not freedom, because you have to be brave to be free. You won't be free if you're not brave. This is a time that tries men's souls. It's more than ever we have to be brave enough to say what we see, even though we risk getting canceled, uh, supporting our families, making sure they know what we know in our hearts to be true. I mean, I just saw Leah Thomas, the pen swimmer. Uh, who self-identifies as a female. She, had, she won all the NCAA tournaments, but the international group, uh, that federation, is not letting her other transgender uh, athletes compete with women. They're saying biologic men should not play against women uh, because you can't change who you are that quickly. You know, if you've already gotten the, you know, the right. big muscles and the wingspan, it's, 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 it, no one thinks that's fair. And yet no one, not the NCAA, not my alma mater, Penn, did anything about this. It took the parents of these kids to step forward. And de Democrats, conservative Democrats, independents, Republicans, all feel it wasn't right. I don't want to hurt transgender folks. I want them to be happy and fulfilled in their lives. But there's a wronged party here. Those young women who spent all those years going to swimming pool races at six in the morning with their parents driving them thanklessly. And now the parents are the ones that have to stick up and say, wait a minute, my daughter didn't get a chance. She got chipped out of a medal because someone who's not physically, that was the whole purpose of Title IX, right? It was to allow women the opportunity to excel, to know what it feels like to be the best. And you're taking that away. The world once thought of Americans as hardworking, ingenious, and plain speaking. But I don't think that's any longer the case. The Marxist Dems use our language to obfuscate every issue, every policy, instead of clarifying the Republican Party should be the party of clarity and specificity and straight talk because nothing, nothing scares the radical left in this country more than honesty, common sense, directness, decency, and clarity. Well, thank you. I like the way that you specify the radical left Dems because I, I'm talking to a lot of Democrats in Pennsylvania. Obviously, that you know it's a purple state, uh, and they're not happy. This is not what they signed up for. There are other issues. Right. Uh, that they're proud of in the Democratic Party, that as, re as a Republican, we can argue about, and, you know, I can see their point and vice versa. But no one likes hurting our children, even if it's done inadvertently. No one likes making rules that are made to grandstand, to virtue signal. In fact, quite often, the largest companies that take the strongest stands on these issues are the ones that have the most to hide. They have the most guilt, which is why they're doing these things. And, uh, and this is a, a bigger concern. We want to make decisions uh, as a democracy. So if we decide, I'll give you an example, if we decide that energy companies are hurting the environment and we want to pass rules to govern how they are done, they're doing those things, that's one thing. But if you purposely delay permits so they can't work, 
right? That doesn't help anybody. That, un- that, that causes unemployment. Well-meaning Americans are not allowed to, to, to trust the, the, the rule of law. The companies are unfairly treated as their shareholders. Again, if you want to shut them down, decide to shut them down. Be overt in it. Say it, and then everyone can talk about it. Don't do it uh, backhandedly. And then likewise, they're now going to financial institutions and making it that chilling this institution. They're not letting them yeah. loan money to these endeavors. Again, as an American, and you say, okay, I, I've decided that natural gas is a force for good because it actually reduces uh, our carbon footprint and protects our environment better than anything else we could do. We don't have enough of the renewables yet. So we've all agreed we're going to go forward. Well, then you have to let the banks loan to them. You can't shame right. funding institutions. Otherwise, you're not actually, that's what communist countries do. They, they won't make the law. They'll make it impossible for what they don't want to happen to happen. Dr. Oz, I want to ask you your thoughts about the integrity, the security of this upcoming election, whether voters can count on an election in Pennsylvania or nationwide that isn't rigged by the left. Well, we need voter ID here. Uh, most people, Republicans and Democrats, realize that it's important. And unfortunately, we've not been able to get it through a Democratic governor. Um, but that will hopefully change when we elect the Republican in the fall. Uh, there are other tactics we're focusing in on to make sure that uh, there is election integrity. You know, it's, it's impossible to, to, to make any election perfect, but we all owe it to each other, and Republicans especially because we're the party of solutions. So my father told me when I was a young boy, when we, he told me we were Republicans because Republicans have better ideas. We need better ideas for voter integrity to ensure that signatures are verified, that the ballots are actually submitted by the person who filled them out, that there's not harvesting of ballots. Uh, th- there's a lot of uh, programs now, our campaign and others are at the national party level pursuing to make sure that the elections are fair. We don't want anything, you know, there's no favoritism here. Just trying to do it right so everyone feels that their vote's worth exactly the same, but no more than anyone else's vote. I'm optimistic we'll get there, but certainly in Pennsylvania, we need a few changes to make everyone more comfortable. That's only going to happen if we have Republican leadership. Well, Dr. Oz, we expect you to be part of that leadership. We know you have some hard battles ahead of you in the fight against these Marxist Dems. We thank you for all you're trying to do for this country and wish you the best of luck. We're looking forward to our next discussion. Thanks for being with us, and God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Our next episode features a great American who's making a difference in assuring electoral security this fall. My Pillow's Mike Lindell will be our guest Monday, leading off the week. Please join us and have a great weekend. God bless you and God bless America.